0: What's one thing from the 1990s that will never be popular again? Being in front of the TV with friends and family at a certain time to watch a certain show, and if you missed it, you missed it. Free AOL Frisbees in the mail. Here's $20. I'll pick you up at 8 when the mall closes. Don't talk to strangers. Pay phones. Really hoping parachute pants come back. Personally, I've got a soft spot for Jinko jeans. Pogs. Even if Alf comes back for it. Hey, Bart, you know Alf? He's back in Pog form. The golden age of shareware, the idea of actually owning the software you buy and decent file sharing through Napster before companies inundated LimeWire and the like with virus-infected decoy seeds. Get off the internet! I need to use the phone! Yo, MTV Raps! Palm Pilots. What the figgety is a Palm Pilot? Oh, a PDA. I'd see them around a lot and uh, I remember wanting one real badly, but I wouldn't know what it was for and why the hell would I even have one because I was a feral ADHD goblin child. Phone booths. Rewatching The Matrix is a constant reminder of this. The film still holds up incredibly well, but the technology doesn't so much unless you can suspend your belief for the time period. See, when I was a kid, I thought The Matrix was cool. I especially thought that Matrix 2 Reloaded was cool. But now I'm older, eh, I, I don't really like the films anymore. Purchased cell phone ringtones. You have received a collect call from, Hey mom, I'm fine and going to a friend's house. Burning CDs for every occasion and writing said occasion on CD with Sharpie. Honestly, I think that's a nice, charming way of just cataloging memories and important moments in your life that are connected to a song. Y2K hype. There were a ton of futuristic shows and movies about the net. Let's just say it turned out differently and less cool than portrayed. Not really a 90s show or anything or even franchise, but Mega Man Battle Network I always thought had like a pretty cool impression of the internet. Like with the net navvies and everything. Tamagotchi. Hope for the future. I don't see Discman's making a comeback or those white seashell and coral necklace things everyone had. Boys and girls both. Surprisingly, rollerblading seems to be making a bit of a comeback, though. I see them at skate parks now quite often. They actually rip, too, grinding flat bars and stuff. Remember free refills at coffee shops and ashtrays on every table? (laughs) Affordable housing. Hope, progress, an idea of a better and happy future for all mankind. Jinko jeans. Not having a cell phone or anyone expecting you to have a phone on you at all times. VHS tapes and DVDs. Oh, we'll see who has the last laugh when the world goes to pot, the internet goes down, rendering the streaming services useless, and then I'm there with my Malcolm in the Middle all-seasons DVD box set, my bicycle hooked up to a generator so I can power my TV and DVD player. We'll see who has the last laugh. But for real, DVDs are super cool. Physical media is king, and sometimes they come with really cool bonuses, like behind-the-scenes information and whatnot, which can be really fun to look into. First-run syndication TV shows. Back in the late 80s and early 90s, there were really only three major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, with PBS and Fox having just launched. But Fox was still a very new thing that struggled to fill airtime. There were a lot of independent TV stations, though, that aired mostly reruns, old movies, game shows, etc. Then, Star Trek The Next Generation premiered in 87 as a first-run syndication show, meaning it aired on whatever local network wanted to pay for the rights on any day at any time. It was a huge success, and suddenly there was a ton of action-adventure shows going to first-run syndication. Those local stations that had nothing to show on certain nights loved it. Baywatch was directly syndicated and was one of the most watched TV shows in the world for one point. Then there was Xena, Hercules, ST, DS9, Babylon 5, Relic Hunter, Viper, and just a ton of other light-hearted action-adventure TV that doesn't really exist anymore. As a 90s kid, it was great. When UPN and the WB formed, a lot of those independent stations didn't need to fill airtime anymore. By 2000, the market had shrunk, and today, with streaming, it's gone for good. Those t-shirts that reacted to heat and changed color? It turns out that bright purple armpits never became acceptable. I think the brand was Global Hypercolor. One of those inventions. Just because you can make it doesn't mean you should. I don't know, those shirts sound kind of cool, actually, just on the concept alone. The creation of a major television network, or the attempt to do so. After Fox succeeded in the mid-80s to create the Big Four, and remember that PBS counts as a major as well, you saw attempts like the WB, UPN, and their merger in the CW. With streaming services, weblets, and specialized networks that only deal with a single topic, like the Weather Channel and ESPN, proliferating the airwaves, there's never going to be an appetite for another major network, or the rationale present to develop the funding necessary to create and Sustain it until it becomes self-supporting. Not in the reality we're all currently living in. To do so, you have to have several things: a national news division, a dedicated sports division, a production division capable of turning out massive amounts of sustainable content, and it has to be scripted as well as non-scripted content, or reality television, as it's called. A schedule that covers the entire week for at least eight to twelve hours of original content daily, and a national network of television affiliates that broadcast your content. And in the cases of of your news division represent your main network in that affiliate's broadcast area. I remember how difficult it was for Fox back in the 80s, but as a fellow student in radio and television pointed out to me, they have a national news division, a weekly schedule, content, and local affiliates nationwide. Don't let anyone fool you, they are a network. And it's never going to happen again. Okay, being a media student, I find this stuff really interesting. I was not expecting a double feature on things like, you know, about syndication and how Fox established itself as a giant network or whatever, but uh, I don't think I completely agree with the idea that there'll never be a new TV network or something like that, because streaming platforms, from what I can tell, while they are somewhat profitable, they just don't seem like they're as profitable anymore as people like to think. And they're very restrictive business wise, because the instant that you try to change anything, people are really finicky with it. It's like, you know, oh, I thought I was going to get everything all at once in a week. And now more and more shows are going back to releasing an episode a week or something. Or uh, the fact that all of them are now trying to make more money off of people by restricting how many people can really have an account at once. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if regular old TV made a comeback eventually. Limp Biscuit. They're one of the few bands able to capitalize on nostalgic fans and have to cancel their last two tours for safety concerns and personal health reasons, which methinks is face-saving code for poor ticket sales. I actually rather like Limp Biscuit and after they've said that, I might see if they're touring through England. Running home from the playground to watch and record your favorite cartoons on the VHS, spending hours at the video store, or reserving your favorite movies in advance. I still remember the 2 plus 1 deal and how happy I was when I got an extra movie colored ketchup. Did anyone say carrot top yet? Pontiac Sunfire. PlayStation 1. While the PlayStation 1 itself is definitely not going to be making a comeback anytime soon, I do believe that the appeal of low-poly graphics like based on PlayStation 1 graphics are slowly and gradually becoming more and more popular among people as an aesthetic choice. Smoking in restaurants. Shoulder pads. I could have swore shoulder pads were like a 70s thing. Pet rocks, like the ones that were actually sold. Cereal box prizes that are actually in the box and don't require a sign-up or something. I once got Lion King themed limited. Edition pogs from a cereal box, had to save three barcodes and mail them in. They were awesome. Otherwise, there was always a gift or toy in the box. I miss those days. Companies don't use promotions like this anymore because they know we'll have to eat anyway. No need to market food anymore or make it appealing or exciting. So sad. Sony Walkman and Discman. Peanut butter and jam in the same jar. For good reason, that sounds awful. Then again, apparently English peanut butter and American peanut butter are two completely different beasts. I don't think movies like the original Blair Witch Project 1999 would have the hype it did. The internet changed a lot of things. That website with its lore, hidden secrets, and that most folks then couldn't go Google to see it was obviously fake. The number of people that believed it was real was insane. That would never happen today. Cheat codes and hidden characters are mostly gone now because of the internet. The secrets to unlock hidden characters in Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 were all word of mouth. When playing Tears of the Kingdom, I can literally find out every secret item on launch day. Very different. From the original Legend of Zelda, where you had a map of the overworld that came with the game and were told, good luck. And yeah, it is too easy to complete games nowadays with the internet. Even I'm guilty of using the internet when I get really, really stuck in a game somewhere, though. What I really hate, though, is when games nowadays glitch out so badly that they just stop you from progressing and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And then you get told, oh, you've just glitched. Other people have had the same problem. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Games being made and shipped as complete products worthy of the price you're paying day one. Having a face and body that hasn't been altered in some way or filtered and edited in photos. I remember when the furthest we would go to deceive people about our appearance was wearing a push-up bra. Yeah, filters are just super lame nowadays. And plus, plus, let's be honest i think people have like trained their eyes now to be able to tell when a filter is being used smoking the devil's lettuce from an aluminium can Furbies. mofos being sensitive about everything Play-Doh, Slinkies, Boy Bands, Video Rental Stores, Will and Jada Smith, Laserdisc, Trapper Keepers, Paul Frank Brand. I feel like there only used to be like 15 famous people. Nowadays, there are like 100,000 famous people that you've never heard of. Polaroid nudes from your significant other. Teachers telling students that they can't speak a language other than English in class because I know you're talking about me. Frank calls before caller ID. Talking to your beloved on a landline with your family listening in because the only phone in the house is in your living room and your granny is making pumping motions with her hips whilst the rest of your family is giggling in the background. Screw that. Nah, mate, you just can't take the banter. Not sure if it was popular exactly due to limited release, but OK Cola. It was OK. My college roommate and I used to call the 1800 number repeatedly to hear OK jokes or get free coupons. We loved it. Probably everything I just said will never return. (laughs) Human decency. There are far too many people going for imaginary internet points these days. Luckily, a Eurodance boy bands phenomena like Take That and Backstreet Boys, Unlucky, Grunge, and Nirvana. Movie phone, Aquanet, payphones and phone books. When you think about the level of convenience that we have compared to say the 80s or even the 90s or 2000s even, it is crazy. Checking the free TV guide from the Sunday paper to find out which of the Cinemax or Showtime was going to have a softcore smut that shows breasts at after your parents went to bed wait maybe that was the late 80s blockbuster purple tomato sauce saturday disney cartoons moon boots pogs orbit soda dial-up internet portable cd players wcw tamagotchis and fanny packs in england we call them bum bags because one fanny pack sounds stupid and two well it's kind of a gendered word here in england Lunch tickets. Back then, we will get a yellow and black ticket calendar to get our food and we had to give them to a ticketer. Green, yellow and red cards for behavior. This was elementary. If your card was green, you'll get a surprise or some sort of pizza party. If your card was red, you'll get no pizza party, nor prize, and you'll do standards. Yellow was like a warning to get your act together. Spinner rims. Like, what were people thinking? Real comedy. I feel like you can't push boundaries anymore. Drawing animation. Long, dumb arguments about some trivia where there was no clear answer, so everyone left still believing they were right. When I was in middle school, you couldn't just pull out your smartphone to Google if Marilyn Manson actually removed a set of ribs so he could suck his own mini Manson. Hit shows with 1990s TV production value. There was such a vast difference between TV and movies. Shows like X-Files and NYPD Blue were very much exceptions in terms of production value. Most stuff looked cheap and shoddy. I mean, me personally, I would rather pick classic Magnum P.I. over, say, the more recent CWDC shows. Because, God, those look awful now. I remember when my friends were raving about how good Arrow or maybe even The Flash were back in the 20-teens or whatever but now god they have fallen those big wooden roundabouts with no seats or handles kids actually being kids i loved running around the small green with my school pals the whole be back when the street lights come on as a way of knowing what time we had to be home the fact that social skills were an actual thing the lack of mind-numbing tech and snake if you're wondering and don't know what he means by snake it's basically an old game you i used to be with it then they changed what it was Now what I'm with isn't it, and what is it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Very, very underrated Simpsons quote, in my opinion. Lead paint poisoning. I remember always seeing lawyer commercials about getting compensation. Not pleasant but popular. Absolute golden age of Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. So many classic cartoons were created at that time. Unfortunately, my eyeballs would not wipe their butts with Cartoon Network at this point. I'm not sure if they mean like Cartoon Network or Adult Swim being at their best anymore, because like, I don't know, the characters and cartoons of the 90s are still revered to this day. I mean, there was that cartoon recently called uh, Jellystone, I think, which is literally just all of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, save for Scooby-Doo, I think. Living in a town and I think they gender-swapped a bunch of the characters because otherwise it would just be a huge sausage fest. Out of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, I rather like Top Cat and Snagglepuss. Don't know why they're both cats, but I always liked it when Snagglepuss went Heavens to Murgatroyd! And remember the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Olympics? Having an attention span, like even just watching TV without constantly checking the phone to look up something. Well, you see, buddy, you're talking to the wrong guy here because I was born with ADHD. I've never had an attention span shell suits hopefully Jimmy Savile for those of you who don't know who Jimmy Savile is you're probably American or something like that basically he was a BBC presenter who got caught being a kiddie diddler I say caught but it was more that everyone knew he was a kiddie diddler but he had so much influence and power essentially as a celebrity like one of the biggest celebrities in the UK for a time I think that basically no one could do anything about it until he died and then basically everything spilled out about how the BBC colluded with him and stuff like that it was a whole freaking thing when it happened. That one phone line that you would call and they would tell you the time. TV shows only having three commercials for a break. Then it went to six. Going to clubs and raves with huge sound systems until 6am, the UK government put laws in place to stop people openly partying all night long. From what I can tell from watching old shows, basically calling people gay as though it's top banter. I would say jelly shoes because of how goddamned uncomfortable they were, but they're back. Pages and everyone having a code so you knew who was paging you. Wearing clothes backwards, it was a whole vibe. I... I just don't believe you. I don't believe that wearing your clothes backwards was ever a vibe. Flip phones. Well, you say that, and yet the Samsung flip phone came out a couple years ago, and I absolutely love mine. Like, when I finally moved on from my 90s Nokia flip phone to whatever the hell I got in 2013 as my first actual my new phone or whatever, I was just there like, man, I wish this was a flip phone. And then finally, in 2022 or 2021, Samsung answered my prayers and I freaking love it. Having a low spending market, everything seems to be increasing by the day. Vanilla Ice. Hip-hugger pants with a thong peeking out. Very common in the mid to late 90s. Visiting people in person randomly, like people would just drop by or we'd be out and stop by to see a friend we were more hospitable had more free time and there was no cell phone so it wasn't like you could call so expectations were different you know when i first read that i thought it said (laughs) randomly visiting people in prison i was like what having to wait till nine to call your girlfriend so you could get free minutes apparently gaming in person with two players i'm told you need separate consoles now That actually annoys me nowadays with all, like, the development that we've made in gaming and technology in gaming and whatnot. Multiplayer is kind of stagnant, especially local co-op and everything. Like, as someone who is a younger brother and whose brother didn't want to play games with him or, like, you know, he played single-player games all the time, I wanted more games where I could actually, like, play through the entire game with my brother or my friends or whatever. It's just something that I think more games need to concentrate on. Flesh out multiplayer mechanics, for God's sake. Afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon? It is impossible to explain to someone who wasn't there how cool the Macarena was the first week. The Jerry Springer Show. Gas was 89 cents a gallon and cigarettes were $9.99 a carton. Inflation's a female dog, honey. Internet cafes with full tables of boxy desktop computers and you had to like pay by the hour to use it sometimes. I used to love this skeezy internet cafe that I used to go to with my friends. We'd play Call of Duty, S4 League, Dawn of War or like Mods of Warcraft with One Piece and Bleach characters. And they'd host all-nighters once a week on a Friday and you'd be there till like 6 a.m. playing whatever the hell you want and they give us the keys and people would make like snack runs and everything man those were good times animorphs books and the short-lived tv show i think someone's making like a comic that's still going now actually of animorphs hamster dance <laughs> Really elaborate home theater setups, component stereo systems, in mainstream use. I know there are still niche enthusiasts. Our first house was pre-wired in the family room for surround sound speakers. I would actually love a home theater system. Doing research using encyclopedias and dictionaries. Excessively violent borderline hentai anime. Oh yeah, they don't make them like they used to. I remember watching the freaking Guyver on a VHS when I was a kid with my mom and stuff. That was crazy. It was literally the show that told me or showed me that heroes don't always win. Or something like Ninja Scroll, which, God, do not watch Ninja Scroll if you have a weak constitution and are afraid of, well, some pretty violent and horrible, sexual stuff going on. Because I remember when I was 13 years old, my mom's friend was like, oh, he likes anime? I got him an anime DVD. Didn't even bother to look at the fact that it was an 18+. plus." Also, please, believe me, I know some of you hate when I do too much commentary on these, but if I weren't doing this, I would literally be saying Pog about a thousand more times. Late-night TV psychics, Miss Cleo, Sylvia Brown, John Edward, etc. Some of them couldn't even predict their own demise. Apparently Surge, the gateway soda to a booger sugar habit. Life. Back in the 90s, life was so much better for a lot of reasons. We were much happier than today and we didn't have technology. We had more privacy than today before social media came by. Things were cheaper than today. My parents used to buy the newspaper for 15 cents back then. Today, it's 1 euro 50 for the daily one. As a kid, I was much happier meeting other kids at school and we used to play a lot. Something like a shoebox was like winning the lottery. School used to be more exciting than today. I loved coloring books as a child. There weren't any automated phone systems back then, and you used to get on the phone with a company with ease. Everyone used to go outside for services, and we used to meet a lot of people, have a chat, and I used to play with anything. Riding the bus used to cost 15 cents. Today, it's two euros before the government made them free. McDonald's used to be like a Disneyland to me. The toys used to be like winning the lottery. Street food, like pasties, used to cost 8 cents, and I used to eat two of them, and they were pretty good. Today, you need to spend 60 cents for one pasty. TV shows were better than today's. I really loved Power Rangers and Baywatch, and I still love them till this day. MTV used to be about music and not reality shows. It used to be exciting. You didn't need to pay to watch TV back then, and it used to be good. Today, to watch TV, you have to pay only to see garbage being aired on the television. I do think that ever since modern technology emerged and life became faster, it's no longer the life I once knew. Everything is becoming boring nowadays. Inflation is a real female dog. Life was so much better back then. I still miss the 90s. Like, no duh, inflation sucks, and yeah, of course, everyone's gonna miss the times when they were younger and everything and happier and whatnot because they were a kid. It's nostalgia and whatnot. I think the most probably profound thing that they said was about how the rapid expansion of technology, fast living, and things like people being made redundant from simple jobs like phone lines and everything. I hate it when they put me through to a robot, when I want to talk to a person who could fix my very, very specific problem that the robot or whatever or the automated phone system just doesn't give me the option to do. But I guess I'll stop there because the deeper I get into that topic, the more depressed I'll become. Good night all! When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Linked in the description below.